Do you have doubts? Do you have doubts? Or do you simply have difficulties? People will sometimes tell me that they have doubts. Doubts about certain teachings of their Catholic faith. It might concern something strictly theological, like the virgin birth of Jesus, or the Blessed Trinity. Or it might concern a moral matter, like the prescription against artificial contraception or in vitro fertilization. But what I want to know is this. Do these people actually have doubts? Or are they simply experiencing what Cardinal John Henry Newman called difficulties? Cardinal Newman was a great theologian in England in the 19th century. He was a convert to the Catholic faith. I did my master's thesis work on him and on the movement he was a part of there in England, the Oxford movement. He was a great thinker. He said a lot of incredible things. But one of Newman's most important sayings, one of his best known sayings, is this one. 10,000 difficulties do not make a doubt. If you forget everything else I say at this hour of the morning, remember that line because it's a great insight. 10,000 difficulties do not make a doubt. It's normal, you see, to have difficulty understanding the Blessed Trinity. St. Augustine had difficulty understanding the Trinity. Every Christian has that difficulty. It's normal to have difficulty understanding, grasping how God became man in Christ Jesus. It's even normal to have difficulty understanding the reasons behind some of the church's moral teachings. But you see, all of those difficulties put together and multiplied by 10,000 do not add up to one single doubt. As Cardinal Newman indicates in that line I quoted a few moments ago, difficulties and doubts are qualitatively different things. This is something I think a lot of Christians don't understand, they don't realize. Hence they confuse the two realities. They ponder and they wonder and they question and they think they're having doubts. When in actuality they're simply experiencing difficulties some of which even the great saints of the Church experienced. Like our Blessed Mother at the Annunciation. You know, if you read this story that we just heard from Luke chapter 1, without knowing the difference between difficulties and doubts, you might actually think that our Blessed Mother doubted the Lord. Especially when she said to Gabriel, how can this be? since I have no relations with a man. But that's not true. Mary, our Blessed Mother, did not doubt. Not for one single second. However, Mary, our Blessed Mother, did experience a number of difficulties that she initially couldn't make sense of. For example, when the angel first appeared to her and extended to her that famous greeting, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. It says that Mary was, and here I quote, greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. 
Mary had difficulty understanding why God's angel would appear to her, a lowly maiden of Nazareth. She had difficulty understanding what the purpose of his visit was. Now you might say, but Father Ray, Mary was incredibly holy. Why wouldn't God send his angel to her? Well, that's true. Mary was holy, the holiest of all human persons. And to us, it makes perfect sense. But hear this, people who are truly holy do not think they're special. If you think you are God's gift to the world, that is a sign of your lack of holiness, not of your holiness. Holy people think they're ordinary because they're so humble. And Mary, because she was sinless, was even more humble than all the other great saints of the church's history. So her reaction was completely understandable. It was a difficulty. It was not a doubt. And then we have that famous question about how the conception of the Son of God would occur. Mary's question. It begins with the words, How can this be? Which seem to imply doubt. At first glance, it appears that Mary is saying to Gabriel, can God possibly do such a thing? But once again, we are in the realm of difficulty, not doubt. This verse, incidentally, is one of the clearest indications in Scripture that Mary, our Blessed Mother, was always a virgin, even after the birth of Jesus. Many of our Protestant brothers and sisters, of course, do not believe that. They believe that Mary was a virgin up until the time of our Lord's birth, but they believe that she and Joseph lived a normal married life afterward. However, if the Protestant position is the right one, if the Protestant position is true, then Mary's question here makes no sense. Do you realize that? If Mary intended on living a normal married life with Joseph, why would she have asked a question about how the conception of the Savior would occur? She would have thought to herself, okay, Joseph and I will be married, we'll have relations, we'll conceive this son. We have no indication that Mary was ignorant of the basics of biology. The way the question is phrased indicates that Mary and Joseph intended to refrain from relations during their entire marriage which supports the Catholic teaching that Mary's virginity was perpetual. It was not temporary. So once again, we're dealing with a difficulty, not a doubt. Based on the vow that she had made to the Lord to be continent even after her marriage, Mary had difficulty understanding how she was going to get pregnant and have a child. It's a very natural question for her to ask under the circumstances. Gabriel, of course, told her how it was going to happen. And that eliminated the difficulty. After which, you notice, Mary expressed her faith. The faith that had been in her heart from the beginning. She said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Mary needed the help of Gabriel to deal with the difficulties she experienced at the Annunciation. 
At times, my brothers and sisters, we also need help dealing with our difficulties. The question is, do we seek that help out so that we can deal with our difficulties quickly and effectively? Or do we just sit back and let those difficulties multiply? As Cardinal Newman said, 10,000 difficulties do not make a doubt. But you know what? Even a few difficulties can lead to doubts if they're never addressed. And if you don't believe me, just ask your ex-Catholic friends who are now Jehovah's Witnesses or Evangelical Protestants or Mormons or Scientologists or Atheists. Obviously, these people all had difficulties with the Catholic faith that were never addressed in a satisfactory way. And so what happened? They ended up embracing another religion or rejecting religion entirely. This, incidentally, is one of the reasons why I have my youth group every Thursday night for our teenagers. And I cut short my day off to do it. A lot of people don't know that. You know, the diocesan policy is, as a priest, you're supposed to have a day and a half off a week. I leave here midday Wednesday. I shouldn't have to be back on duty until Friday. I come back early Thursday because I know how important this is. Young people have difficulties. That's understandable. Understanding the faith. Understanding the morals of the faith. I want those young people to be able to deal with those difficulties. I had a pastor back in Barrington when I was growing up who gave me his ear, praise God, in the midst of my difficulties. He answered the questions I brought to him, and I brought a lot of questions to him. At a crucial time in my development, he helped me keep my head on straight, more or less. You know, I'm not perfect, but more or less. So the bottom line is this, and I'll leave you with this thought. None of us can avoid difficulties. In a sense, that's the bad news. Everybody who has faith experiences them, including our Blessed Mother. But the good news is, even if our personal difficulties are serious, even if they are challenging, even if they are numerous, we can always avoid doubts, if we want to.